You have to wonder what the Bank of Canada is supposed to do with interest rates this week when it meets on Wednesday. Inflation is still going up. Also, some of the shine is coming off the EV industry with companies like Tesla and Ford cutting back on production. And new laws are capping the interest rates that high cost lenders can charge. But will this help or hurt borrowers? Today is Monday, January the 22nd, 2024. Let's get started with today's news. The big news this week, no doubt, will be the decision that the Bank of Canada will be making on Wednesday with its interest rate policy. But the most important part of that is what does it mean as we watch for these signals on the timing of rate cuts, which are expected to happen at some point during the year? Uh, pretty much across the board, it's expected that the bank on Wednesday will not make any changes. They'll keep the rate at the current 5%. The next meeting is then in March, but the odds are currently around 60% uh, that the first rate cut is going to happen when the bank meets in April. Uh, the most recent inflation numbers that we saw coming out, though, just last week, that's going to uh, sort of grow this consensus that it believes that rate cuts may be pushed back even further. I'm hearing June or even July of the coming year. Um, next week, the U.S. Federal Reserve Board, they also meet and they will be making their interest rate decision. They are dealing with pretty much the same headwinds that we are here in Canada. There are some differences, but there's also uh, dwindling hopes there of earlier cuts. A lot of people have been saying that they may be cutting as early as March. Um, projections have dropped there. The odds are currently uh, around 40% that the odds will be, uh, that the bank will be cutting in March. And that's down from 70% just a few weeks ago before the most recent inflation numbers came out. So what is going on out there that is sort of dampening or changing this optimism. Uh, the first most obvious thing to me is this inflation. And in Canada, inflation ticked up in December. It came in at 3.4% year over year. That is up from 3.1% that we saw um, in November. Uh, another measure that the Bank of Canada watches closely is what's called the trimmed mean CPI. That came in at 3.7% uh, year over year in December. And that was again above the consensus, which had the number coming in at 3.5%. So those are definitely headwinds to potential rate cuts. If we look to the US, one of the people there who actually has a vote on policy moves, it's a Cleveland Fed president, Loretta Mester. And in her opinion, March is too early for a rate cut because she wants to see more, uh, more evidence. As I mentioned, she looks to the inflation rate and says that the rise in US inflation rate uh, which went from 3.1% in November to 3.4% in December. She says that it just shows there's more work to do and that work is going to take restrictive monetary policy. Adding to that sentiment is San Francisco Fed President Mary Daly. And she says that while I think it's appropriate for us to look forward and ask when would policy adjustments be necessary so we don't put a strangled hold on the economy, it's really premature to think that that's just around the corner. In other U.S. data, retail sales were up 0.6% in December from November. That beat economists' expectations. Uh, consumer spending is about two-thirds of the economic output. It shows that Americans still are spending despite the higher interest rates. Uh, when we look there at the job market, it's also still on strong footing, it appears. The U.S. job uh, market added 216,000 jobs in December, and the unemployment rate there was steady at the 3.7%. And um, as Bill Adams, he's the chief economist at Comera Bank, and he says the upside surprise from jobless claims was a reminder to financial markets that the Fed is assuming a stronger path for the economy and more persistence of inflationary pressures than would be consistent with six interest rate cuts over the course of this year. Now, shifting back here to Canada, there is a bit of a conflict with the, the U.S. numbers. And for example, in November, Canadian retail sales came in lower than expected. 
This shows that the higher interest rates that the Bank of Canada has put on us um, are continuing to put a strain uh, on consumers. I would say in some respects, this is good because it does show that the Bank of Canada's rate uh, tightening policy is actually having the intended effect by slowing uh, economic uh, activity. Again, though, uh, we did see inflation actually rose last month. So that makes it harder for the Bank of Canada to make any reduction, certainly at this point. So this is kind of where we go full circle. Uh, we can see that most of the impact of higher interest rates is probably starting to settle in. It's having a negative effect on the Canadian economy. That sounds bad, but it's actually good as far as this battle to start to dropping interest rates is concerned. Um, most analysts are in fact expecting Canada's economy to grow at a very weak pace um, in 2024. The good news here that is that if this does continue and if those inflation numbers do start to come down, the Bank of Canada will be able to start cutting rates, uh, which will then, of course, help the economy start the next cycle and start picking up again. Before we jump into the next segment of news, we'd like to thank our good friends and sponsor of today's episode over at Addy, a company that is absolutely changing the game for real estate investing. Until now, investing in real estate has been an asset for the rich, requiring big down payments and the headache of managing crappy tenants. Well, Addy is here to change that. As the largest real estate crowdfunding platform in Canada, you can now own fractional shares of real estate projects right in your home city with as little as a dollar. Yes, as little as a dollar. On their extremely modern and easy to use app, you can view projects available for investment and get exposure to the real estate game with a dollar amount that you feel comfortable with. Fair warning, when these new projects drop, they sell out quick, and rightly so, as Addy boasts over $800 million in total asset value, they've been providing investors with capital appreciation and distributions that were not possible until now. You can start building your own little portfolio of real estate projects in their Addyverse like I have, and you can try them out for completely free by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting addyinvest.ca. Addy is now available in all provinces and territories, and you can use our code BEVIS50, that's B-E-A-V-I-S 50, to get 50% off your Addy One membership. Once again, you can visit their website at addyinvest.ca, that's A-D-D-Y invest.ca or click the link in the show notes and be sure to use the code beavis50 for 50% off on your addy one membership there's some interesting news coming out of the ev industry lately which is just adding to this uh, growing mindset that the demand for these vehicles at the current prices uh, is less than what most of the governments around the world and of course companies who build the vehicles themselves are actually hoping for first off there will be a lot of focus on deliveries when tesla reports its earnings is coming wednesday uh, it has recently made a number of pretty sharp price cuts. Uh, they've also announced that they're going to be halting a production at its Berlin uh, factory. Earlier this month, Tesla slashed the price of its Model Y SUV in Europe and China. According to a report by Visible Alpha, expectations are that although Tesla is expected to deliver around 2.19, let's call that 2.2 million EVs this year, uh, that is a 21% increase from 2023. They point out that it's still well below the long-term target that Musk had set about three years ago, that being uh, 50%. In similar industry news now, Ford has announced it is going to be shutting down one of the production shifts at its uh, Dearborn, Michigan uh, plant. It's citing lower-than-anticipated demand for its F-150 Lightning pickup truck, their, their EV offering. Uh, this also mirrors a recent announcement from General Motors, which is postponing production for its Chevy Silverado EV. Now, Ford says it is still expecting an increase in Lightning sales this year. That follows a 55% jump last year, which resulted in 24,000 trucks being sold. Uh, they haven't given a specific expectation of how many uh, vehicles or trucks they expect to sell uh, this year, though. Now, if you wonder 
uh, how those 24,000 sales of the new EV truck are compared to its legacy gas-powered trucks. Well, last year, Ford sold more than 750,000 um, F-Series trucks uh, for the course of the year. So that obviously dwarfed the 24,000 demand in EVs. Uh, Chief Executive Officer Jim Farley, he, of course, maintained a positive view um, on the overall EV path. And he says, we see a bright future for our electric vehicles with specific consumers, especially with our upcoming digitally advanced EVs and access to Tesla's charging network beginning this quarter. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Harvest ETS, where they believe in building and preserving wealth through long-term ownership of high-quality businesses. Harvest offers a whole range of options to suit your needs, your goals, uh, whether you want equity, enhanced equity, or fixed income. With Harvest ETFs, you can benefit from their proven three-step process. So they pick the best growth industries, then they choose the top businesses in those sectors. They boost their returns then by generating income through covered calls. Uh, plus, you can actually get leveraged exposure to some of their ETFs for even higher potential returns. For those of you who prefer fixed income, you can invest in U.S. Treasury ETFs with covered calls, again, for high monthly distributions. Or if you want to invest in growth industries and major trends without call options, you can opt for their equity growth ETFs. So whatever your preference, uh, Harvest ETFs has you covered. You can visit harvestetfs.com or click the link in the description to this video to learn more. A quick reminder, commissions and management fees and other expenses may be associated with investing in Harvest ETFs. Their values change over time. Past performances may not be repeated. Please read the relevant prospectus before investing. In our weekend edition of the Pulse newsletter, the poll question this week was, have the S&P 500 gains over the past three months confirmed we are in a bull market? So far, 55.21% of the votes are saying yes. You can weigh in by visiting our Pulse homepage, casting your own vote in the January 20th edition. Based on upcoming changes that are brought forward by the Canadian Finance Department, we can soon expect uh, lower interest rates to be in place for some of the most expensive forms of debt that's available to Canadians today. The upcoming changes will see the maximum annual percentage rate that high-cost lenders can actually charge drop from the current 47% down to 35% per year. Uh, there will be an exemption for payday lenders who can charge a maximum of $14 uh, for every $100 borrowed. Now, not surprisingly, the industry uh, itself is kind of pushing back on this, but not for the most obvious reasons that you would think. You think it's just they want uh, more business, uh, clearly. It's warning, though, that the lower rate cap is going to result in possibly millions and millions of customers actually losing access um, to credit. Advocates are lobbying for better alternatives, uh, which include possible government-backed offerings from, from uh, Canada's big banks. Now, Jason Mullins, he's the vice chair of the Canadian Lenders Association. He's warning that as a result of these changes, many borrowers uh, may no longer qualify for the new loans. And he says a meaningful number will get declined for a loan and, of course, have to turn to much less desirable sources. There is, of course, a group of people who are advocating for these changes, and that includes Donna Borden from the anti-poverty advocacy group Acorn Canada. She says it's better than it was, but if someone takes out a larger loan, the 35% is going to be really high. And she adds that in addition to the lower interest rates, the fees and insurance that are included um, should be included in the max, and this would also re result in uh, significantly lower costs. Uh, she cites a example that she uh, experienced personally where she had taken out a loan for $10,000 at some point in the past. She paid back $24,000 on that $10,000 loan and found that she still actually owed thousands more. So that shows you how this, um, this, this type of loan uh, can be very detrimental. She says, 
this type of loan program just forces people into, that are in debt already into a debt trap. Even though they consider themselves that they're helping people, they're not helping people, they're putting people in a bad financial situation into worse financial situations. For the government's part, they estimate that this lower rate of interest is going to save borrowers about $26 million a year over 10 years, with part of that reduction coming from approximately 44,000 fewer borrowers. The first home savings account, which was launched in 2023, it has been a massive hit amongst Canadians who are looking to save for their first down payment. Well, thanks to our sponsors, Q-Trade Direct Investing, we've got you covered. You can sign up for an FHSA with them today. You're going to receive a $50 bonus just for getting started. It really is as simple as that. As a quick reminder, for those who aren't familiar, the FHSA, its you're getting the benefits of a TFSA plus an RRSP combined into one account. You get the tax-deductible contributions and tax-free withdrawals when you put your money towards your first eligible home. If you are in the market for purchasing that elusive home in the next few years, like so many Canadians are, the FHSA is certainly something uh, worth looking into. And with Q-Trade, they make it so darn easy to get started, it's just a breeze. Their platform makes it extremely easy to open a new account and manage your investments from anywhere. Of course, once you've got your accounts open, you can gain access to their amazing suite of, of offerings. They have 105 plus commission-free ETFs you can buy and sell with no minimums. They have real-time quotes. They have uh, in-depth portfolio analytics tools, stock screeners, uh, Morningstar and Desjardins analyst report. They have watch lists, uh, award-winning customer service, and so much more. With over 20 years of operating experience, there's a reason that the platform is trusted by over 100,000 self-directed investors across the country. Sign up for an FHSA today with Qtrade. There's a link in the description box below. Terms and conditions do apply. I will put a link here for our Pulse newsletter, which we publish every weekend. Go ahead and vote on that bull market question I have in this week. I'll also put a link for our Investing Academy. As always, thank you for watching this video. We'll see you on Wednesday.